Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. I feel like we have some obligatory Coyotes talk here. Yes, absolutely. Um, Part of it is if you do want to hear a lot more um, Coyotes that uh, Richie has been talking about, part of it is Richie exhausted almost every Coyotes topic he can humanly fathom um, in the watch along that he did on Wednesday. Uh, Like I said, it is on the Hockey Podcast network youtube channel um so you can go over there and watch him talk answer every single question anger them about um you know the whole his whole conspiracy theory about austin matthews all of that fun stuff it's he richie you did a wonderful job on that um you know we're gonna have a couple things to talk about in here but i felt like you were honestly able to touch on a little bit of everything yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I agree with that. I had to talk for three and a half hours, me and Isha. So I I feel like I was we were bombarded with questions about the Coyotes. Hopefully, I answered them really well. So yeah, go listen to that. It's up on the YouTube page. You can do a little search and you can scroll down and you can see the Coyotes and Wild logo and you can pop in and out and listen to that. But um, but for, but before we move on, Corey, we of course have to tell the Sporting Nation about DraftKings now. I would just like to point out that even though the Coyotes lost on um, on Wednesday to the Minnesota Wild, I made 10 bets on that game. I won five of them, which means that because the Coyotes lost, I made money on DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook. And guess what? When I originally signed up with DraftKings Sportsbook, I signed up with the promo code THPN. And you should do the same thing because when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and you use the promo code THPN, you can just put down $1 on any NHL game and you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's right. They Free money from our friends at DraftKings. This week, one puck in the net nets you one big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Look at you go. God, the last podcast. At the very end, I was like, my read was such trash. It's just not the same level as Richie. I'm, and I'm so glad to hear it again. It's beautiful. You know what you should do is next time I miss an episode, you should you should just try and first of all lure Scotty or lure Scotty back out of retirement. 
You you just used our couple name. That's you I just, just threw that in there. Couple. I did. That's funny. That's um, how we find yeah. all of our Christmas presents because we're too lazy to write Scotty and Gory. So we just put yes. Scory on everything. You have no idea how annoying it's been for me to actually put both of our names on shit for the wedding. I'm just like, oh, I have to like spell all this shit out. <laughs> That's too funny. But yes, next time Scotty comes back on the show and you lure him out of retirement, you need to be like, okay, you're back. You now have to do the DraftKings read. <laughs> I mean, he's going to turn into Brett Favre really soon here because of the fact that he keeps on announcing his retirement and then keeps on coming back. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be back sooner rather than later. I don't think I have any trips or vacations or random missed episodes coming up anytime soon. So, well, well, that's good because I feel like every single time, um. We always end up going into a bunch of different topics that you um, you don't get to ever really like touch on. So this time I'm going to do kind of a rapid fire, give you the topics from our last podcast. You listened to it. So um, you at least know what, what our opinions are on it and then um, see if you have anything to add um, because you know, we finally had something to talk about and we took it from you, essentially. (laughs) So, the first thing that we had was the Coyotes versus Kraken game. You kind of briefly talked about this on um, the watch along, but um, what, how did you feel about that game and uh, what do you think that means for the rest of the season? I, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch um, the game um i was uh at work i think right i, I, yeah. I was yes you were and then you got off okay. work and then you met scotty at, at the casino that's that's correct so i was just kind of watching updates on my phone after i got off work and what do you know they actually won incredible good for them because i remember what like seeing the score on my phone i think when it first started like when i was still at work and that's I was like the Kraken were had already scored two goals in the first like 59 seconds. I was like, well, good night. Game's over. Typical Coyotes. They're going to lose this game. And what do you know it? Scott Wedgwood comes in, plays like a Vesna candidate, and uh, settles things down. And the Coyotes come back and win the game thanks to Lawson Krause's two goals. So a little bit of everything in that game. And I, from what I understand, the place was packed. It was loud. It was a lot of fun to be there, and, um, and I'm glad the Coyotes got their first win of the season at home. Hopefully, it's not the last win of the season at home. Um, I we went from that into talking about the fact that you know the Kraken are obviously having a a troubled season so far, which is a compliment to Vegas in a lot of regards. And the fact that it shows how hard it really, really is to be an expansion team and have the kind of success that they had straight out of the gates. Do you think Vegas is a unicorn or do you think they just got lucky? I think Vegas was smart. They, they created their roster in a much smarter way than Seattle did. And Vegas got rewarded for it. Whereas Seattle, I think a lot of us were questioning how they built their roster. 
and they're paying for it right now. And I think what they did, what Seattle has done, is they created a team that they know wasn't going to succeed right away. They try, they're trying their best to set themselves up for the future, whereas Vegas, I feel like, constructed their roster in a more, we're going to spin right out the gate, we're going to get big stars right out the gate, and we're going to try and win quicker than people expect us to do. And what do you know? Of course, they ended up in the Stanley Cup final. So Seattle is just on a different path than Vegas, and that's fine. And Seattle may still very well make the playoffs this season if they hang around 500. They haven't played that great this season, you know. Like, again, they're bringing together a bunch of cast-offs from other teams, so it's going to take a while, you know, to get to get going. But um, I don't really have a problem with what Seattle is doing. And I will give credit where credit's due to what Vegas did and basically thieving the rest of the league into what happened with that roster in their first season. They were just super smart. I, I kind of uh, agree with you on that. I think that they and, – and I think there is a little bit of luck that always plays into it because you have to have the players – available and you know they just happen it happened to be good time for them as well so um i had also said something in the comments of um when you were on there because of the fact that they had vimelka in and uh, a couple goals had been scored by that time and i said we want wedgie and i have never been more proud in my life than to hear you explain what I meant by that. I think most of my comments in the beginning, um, Isha was confused by and you had to explain them to him. But the funniest of them all was, you know, was you explaining what an actual like wedgie is and then said, no, what Corey is asking for is for Scott Wedgwood. And uh, it, it felt like I had been finally seen. And uh, it was a very magical moment for me. But but moving past that, um, after, you know, we've all been talking about him afterwards, Scott Wedgwood did once again for the Coyotes, the, the broke in 11 game losing streak um, in that win against the Kraken. How are you feeling about Scott Wedgwood? You know, he's come in and done a pretty fine job for the Coyotes, right? He came in in that Minnesota game in the third period and didn't give up a goal, if I remember correctly. Maybe he gave up one goal. One goal in relief, if I'm not mistaken. But he played again on Friday on the road against Chicago, only gave up two goals. Granted, Chicago, not that great this year. They're at the bottom of the league just as well, but... I mean, you give up two goals in the NHL, more often than not, you're expected to win games. And so he's come in and played well, coming out of nowhere, as the Coyotes got him off of off of the, the scrap heap again, like they did several years ago. So, yeah, he's come in, he's played well. Um, curious to see what his future holds, you know, what and what will happen with Vimelka, who has kind of cooled off since his super hot start to the season. Because um, we now know that... Uh, <laughs> Our boy Carter Hutton is on the way back now. He's He has made the road trip with the team, so he should be back any day now. God forbid. Oh, my God. Please. Lord, save please, us all. Please, Andre Torini, spare us. 
spare us Carter Hutton. Please don't, don't, don't play him just for the love of goodness. Like you're, you're playing somewhat competitive hockey right now. You're losing. Yes. But you're hanging, hanging around in these games, right? You're, you're not just laying down, right? You're against Chicago. They were, that was a close game until Dylan freaking Shrome scored the game winner for fuck's sakes. Talk about a triggering moment, Corey. I know, I know you were you were busy and, and weren't able to watch the game, but I was watching the third. Oh period no, I saw the tweets come across, so I still was aware of the Strom moment. Yeah, and Dylan Strom scores that goal, and I and I just I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me right now?" Like, it had to be Dylan Strom. Then the guy who can barely get into the Chicago Blackhawks lineup for most of the season scores the goal. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, Scott Wedgwin's been good. Which is, I mean, scoring wasn't wasn't his problem. It's his skating ability that's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just has to actually get there so he can score. Sorry, I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> but the next thing we had talked about was game attendance. There was actually a lot of people that were there for that uh, Coyotes Kraken game. And it's honestly quite surprising how many fans have actually been going to these games, knowing that the fact that uh, this team kind of sucks. We felt that it kind of showed how loyal uh, Coyotes fans are. How are you feeling about it? Um, I I thought, uh, I thought, you know, from what I understand, you know, Scotty was saying that it was 60, 40 Coyotes still there, which is nice. And, and listen, Here's the thing about this. If you're coming to games, I don't care what team you're rooting for. It would be great if the building was 15,000 Coyotes fans strong. That's ideal. But in a season where you're you're bad, but you're still getting 15,000 people to pay to see whether it be you or the Coyotes or the opposing team, that's a good thing. Okay? You know? Like... Last last year in Glendale, sure. But if you're getting 15,000 people to show up at your rink on a Saturday night, that is a good thing. Period. Don't care who the fans are. That's still money that's flowing into the county's organization. And that's a good thing to get to have an exciting building and have have a little bit of a rivalry started. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I I thought so too. Um, this one you may not have any opinion on because it's it's kind of Scotty's thing that he likes to harp on. Have you seen the Kraken pregame show? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll have to have you watch that, and then we'll have to have your opinion on whether you think it's boring or not. Richie, uh, not Richie. Scotty has a um, a hang up on that one. So we talked about that for a little while. And then we finished on talking about Jacob Chikrin's struggles. Um, his most recent stats now, um, 13 games played, zero goals, one assist for one point. Um, he's a negative 20, which brings him to a negative 46 on his career. So, you know, rough. Yeah, I... I- Somebody on this on the stream asked me about this about Jacob Chickering, and I had a tough time answering because I don't know what's up with Jacob Chickering this year. It's weird. It there's just no reason that makes sense why you would drop off that quickly, and 
because of my work schedule and the inability to, to have Bally Sports Arizona at my disposal, it's really tough for me to watch games this year. So I haven't had a chance to watch a whole heck of a lot and, or every minute of every game of Jacob Chicken this year. But watching the third period against Chicago and watching the Minnesota game, he just seems hesitant almost in a way. You know, last year, he you could make an argument that he was the most confident guy on the ice when he had the puck on a stick. There's like a I, level of uncomfortability. Yeah, and I saw that in the Chicago game too, especially at the end of the game where he had the puck on a stick and I thought he was in a really good area to get off a shot and create a chance and he passed it up and he passed the puck, I believe, maybe back to the point or, or across the ice to try and get into the slot. And I was like... That's not the Jacob Chikrin that we watched last year. The Jacob Chikrin we watched last year is taking that shot. We know Jacob Chikrin has an incredible shot. It's only gotten better as his career has gone on. And I, 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 for whatever reason, that confidence has just gone away this year. And I, I, I attributed a little bit of it to not having his longtime defensive partner with him. And Alex Goligosky is now in Minnesota. And I don't know if he would ever admit to this. I don't know if he's even been asked about it. But I wonder how much of that plays into how he struggled this year. Because him and Goligosky were paired together for a while. Not only last season, but previously. And they had a good thing going, you know. And and for whatever, that's now gone. Oh, and yeah, the team around him isn't that great either. So if anything, you would think he would kind of bear the burden of that more and feel obligated to be more aggressive and be the guy. And, and and for whatever reason, he's just not this year. He's just kind of hanging around, you know, I don't know if this is just a dry spell that's lasted a long time. 14 games is a, a decent chunk. You know, we're a month into the season only have one point for a guy who scored damn near 20 goals last year. You know, it, it's weird. I, I can't put a finger on it, you know, and it's not good no matter how you slice it. I think a lot of it has to do with a certain level of uncomfortability and another part of it has to do with the fact that he he's unsure of what to do with himself. This is a whole new team. This is a team that's not very good. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of new pressure that's on him. Um, you know, now that so many of the guys that were there before and would take some of the spotlight and some of the pressure off of him. It's now very directly on him. And I don't think he's particularly used to that before he used to, because when he was comfortable before, I mean, um, you've heard us talk about it before. He would be welcoming media into the locker room, wanting people to come in and talk to him and be in the spotlight and really just, felt really good about his game and always felt so good about his performance that he was welcoming the questions people were going to be asking him. And it feels like this season he doesn't have that same sense of confidence, as you said, but also in the fact that he's not, um, he's not being aggressive in that way. Like you said, him not taking those shots he just doesn't have the same drive. And you do have to wonder if a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's on a team that he knows will not be a very great team. 
And he knows that he's not going to be a player that they are looking to trade. And so maybe he's gotten complacent. It's hard to say, but I, if I was him, I would not be liking the way that my play is currently because of the fact that it looks bad from a career standpoint. No matter how you slice it, you don't want that. Like it was always going to be a shittier stat year, but this is just horrendous. Yeah, I I agree. It's uh, and this was somebody again who, you know, was projected to put up, you know, be basically be the leading point scorer on this team this year. And granted, well, long way to go in the season. He can still get hot, but it's going to be tough for him to even replicate what he did last year. You know, and and that's that's wild considering there's. 24 more games in the season, you know, and that's so Jacob Chicken start very concerning, but another defenseman though, has not been concerning. And uh, I think this will be our Ross Coyotes topic before we wrap up the show with our, our song draft. Shane gosh, just bear. What a revelation he has been this year for the, for the Coyotes. Um, he's got 11 points in 14 games. How about this little stat? Shane Gostaspare joined Keith Yandel in 2014-2015 as the only Coyotes defenseman to record 11 points in the team's first 13 games of a season since the franchise relocated ahead of the 96-97 season. Uh, he's He also recorded the 50th multi-point game of his career, talking about the game against Minnesota. That's pretty good company for Shane Gostaspare. He's off to a terrific start this year and revitalizing his career here in Arizona. It's really great to see, and I mean, I will welcome any stat that has to do with a good comparison of Keith Yandel, because I have always, just as you have your, I will not mention who, biases, um, I have a bias towards Keith Yandel, just, just saying. So I will admit to it, but um, any stat that comes out with a the good side of Keith Yandel and the fact that he may have had a lot of ups and downs of his career but he has been a um pretty solid defenseman uh offensive defenseman throughout the NHL and his in his long career so uh it's really great to see Shane Gottespair just really like turning around having it be someone who they can, you know, focus on marketing wise too, because there's not a lot you can focus on marketing wise from this team. Um, you know, so they, there's a lot of like ghost things that have been coming out that they've been using. And it's just great to see someone being profitable essentially on this team because um, Jacob Chikrin certainly isn't. So um, having someone have a resurgence and a, uh, new life for their career is also just cool to see on a, on a personal level as well. Exactly. All right. So that's our Coyotes talk, everybody. I think we did a pretty decent job talking about the Coyotes considering the team is one twelve and one this year. We talked about them for about 20 minutes, which I think is a fair, a fair amount. We did a speed round. I liked it. I'm just going to say good night and good hockey. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If you haven't already, Follow us on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie Show. Follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at Flores 91 the network at HockeyPodNet. And, of course, DraftKings 
Permacode THPN.